Right now, it's time to welcome in Ryan Abraham, uscfootball.com, host of the podcast of Champions and a frequent guest here on the show during the college football season or whenever college football starts making news. And right now, well, it's both things. Here comes Media Day, and here comes another round of realignment speculation. Ryan, good morning. Good morning. Yeah, it's uh, sort of a weird off season with the summer and all that stuff. Now it's just uh, we're hitting the ground running uh, with Pac-12 media day tomorrow and all this Texas and Oklahoma news is going, changing the whole sport. So Oklahoma and Texas, what have you heard in Los Angeles? How does this reverberate? What do you know? Yeah, it's funny because you know you were looking forward to uh, the new leadership in the Pac-12, George Glayovkov coming in, Larry Scott uh, going out, and you know want to make as big of a splash as you can. There's the media rights deal coming up in a couple of years and all that, and this is just news that can dwarf anything that the Pac-12 is going to do. Um, I mean, we should find out probably today or tomorrow that Texas, Oklahoma, sending in this letter and uh, you know expressing their interest in leaving the conference. And, you know, looks like it's going to be the SEC, but I think it just puts the Pac-12 on notice that uh, it's it's good in one aspect that one of your rivals, the the Big 12, will be gutted, and and you're going to move up the hierarchy no matter what. The Big 12 actually gets a pretty good payday for each of their schools, but what are you going to do to try to compete uh, in this new landscape? So it's it's definitely changed the game, and it's not going to make it easy for George Klavkov to try to uh, put his stamp on the West Coast uh, football. There's there's some advantages, but there's going to be some disadvantages. Uh, the good thing, though, is that the Big 12 won't be as a threat anymore. It looks like that league's probably going to dissolve, and maybe there's some pieces there that the Pac-12 can pick up. So two things jump out at me right away. It's always two things. It's never one or three with me. It's always two. <clears throat> there's probably three things that should jump out at me, but my brain can't handle that. Just can't do it. I'm limited. <sighs> the first thing is that, well, to your point, what pieces do they want to pick up, right? Well, the pieces they wanted, the pieces they wanted a decade ago when they took Colorado and Utah, they wanted Oklahoma and Texas. They're the biggest brand names. They bring the most value, and now they can't have those. The pieces they were willing to accept to get Oklahoma and Texas, which have some value, but not enormous value, Oklahoma State football has had a lot of success. They've poured a lot of resources into the program, even when they have coaches change going forward. You know, I can see Oklahoma State being good. Texas Tech, I suppose, uh, man, I just don't see Baylor. I'm not sure I see TCU. I really don't see Baylor. Uh, Kansas and Kansas State, Iowa State, West Virginia's too far away. I don't see four teams to add to get to 16. Maybe I see two, but I just don't know that they have the academic profile outside of Kansas that the league wants, and Kansas is probably going to try and cut a deal with the Big Ten. So... It's not clear to me that there's anything obvious there, but this, to your other point, with the Big 12 gutted, now you've got three networks bidding for four leagues, and Disney, the ABC-ESPN combo, already has the SEC and the ACC locked up. So the pressure for CBS and Fox, if you're going to be in college football, you've got to cut a deal with the Big 10 or you've got to cut a deal with the Pac-12. Historically, obviously, Fox has had its fingers in different ways, but they've, they've cut deals with both schools. CBS, are they going to want in after losing that SEC game? I think so. I think the Pac-12 is worth more money just because of supply and demand. Yeah, I think the ESPN has made it clear what they're going after. College football playoff, the SEC, you know, the ACC, and they got a great deal there. That's a pretty bad TV contract, just like the Pac-12 signed uh, years ago. But that might be a good opportunity, like you said, 
for the Pac-12 with either CBS or Fox. Um, you just hope that those, those networks aren't going to de-emphasize things if ESPN has a monopoly on the best conference. And, you know, basically they have March Madness and, you know, the back in the day, the Big East and the ACC, are they all that stuff? Um, will the others, will it matter if you have some of the other leagues? I think it will. I think CBS and, and Fox are still going to be playing heavily in that space, and it could be good for the Pac-12 now that, you know, the Big 12 wouldn't be a, a factor. I think the, you know, there's only a couple of AAU schools in the Big 12. Uh, maybe it's an Oklahoma State and a Texas Tech that, that makes sense to, to come over, or maybe it's better just to stay at 12. You don't want to add um, schools just for the sake of, of adding them if it's not going to bring value. And who knows? Maybe you know football drives this bus. Is there going to be football uh, only deals that are done where maybe you know you you know the water polo teams aren't going to have to go to Lubbock or whatever, but you could you know have football relationships with those in the Pac-12. So I, I think. For George Klyakov, everything has to be on the table. What's going to maximize uh, your exposure, revenue, t- you know, for future TV deals, all of that for the Pac-12, and that's what you have to do, not just expanding for the sake of expanding, because you're right, there's not obvious fits. It'd be awesome to get Oklahoma or Texas. I mean, that's what uh, Larry, you know, Larry Scott tried, and you end up getting Colorado, so it was basically a paper cut to the, the Big 12. Now this is, uh, you know, you've cut the you know, femur artery and there, there's no way that the conference can survive without the two biggest brands. So there's there's going to be schools there, and you maybe get them on the cheap because they're they're going to be desperate. I mean that TV deal. I think they're making like 38 million a year, and it's probably going to get half of that without Oklahoma and Texas. So it's it's going to be it's crazy right now. The college football landscape is going to be changing dramatically, and it'll be interesting to hear what George Klyovkov has to say uh, tomorrow at Pac-12 Media Day. Dr. Ryan Abraham performing surgery. Metaphors and similes, that's where it's at. Good work, Ryan. You nailed it. <laughs> so USC, we've heard this stuff about independence. Is there anything to that, or is that just uh, positioning and posing, And but they're not really going to do it? So I think similar to what George Klyovkov came in, and Larry Scott screwed up a lot of stuff, right? And I think when you heard him speak, he was addressing a lot of the problems and things that Larry Scott didn't do. I think Mike Bone did the exact same thing They've had just incompetent leadership with former football players running the athletic department. And he, you know, he came on my podcast last year and uh, I asked him that question. He said, everything's on the table. It's sort of reverberated through the, you know, the sports world. Um, but, you know, recently he's come back and said, hey, he's, he's happy with the Pac-12. Um, I feel like, you know, at this point, they, you know, they know they have power, especially seeing Texas and Oklahoma leave. If you're the biggest brand at the conference, it's clear the conference needs you more than you need the conference. It's just that way. Will it? You know, will they be a, a bigger voice at the table? Will they have a bigger share of the pie? I think it just gives USC more options within the Pac-12. But there's also going to be suitors. You know, like there's been reports out there. You know, if you know the other conferences like the Big Ten or whatever could come in and try to get some of the bigger brands in the conference too. So I think it gives USC some semblance of power. But from you know everything we've heard. It sounds like they're, you know, want to go along with the Pac-12 and, but have a, a larger voice in, in what, you know, what could happen. So I think George Klyovkov has to keep uh, your, you know, the bigger brands happy. I, I know before Larry Scott was just more about parity. It didn't matter if you put Washington or Oregon or USC in a competitive disadvantage. You just wanted everyone to be happy. I don't think that's going to be the case with George Klyovkov. You've got to keep the big brands happy. And I think they have to all work together to try to make the Pac-12 
as strong as possible. And, and it's better for everyone if they're able to do that. But I think the days of parity and Oregon State's the same as UCLA, I think those days are over now. So turning to the actual football competition that is in front of us, the first taste of that is the preseason poll. Rank the six in the South Force. Ooh, good one. Um, so the the funny thing is Arizona State is such a wild card right now. They you know their tight ends coach was put on paid administrative mm-hmm. leave. Will any shoes drop between now and then? I th- I think USC. Utah and Arizona State are going to be the three favorites in the South. Utah adding the transfers and stuff. I think I still think it's going to be USC um, at the top, and I'm probably going to go Utah two and Arizona State three. Uh, UCLA's you know they're the dark horse to me. I think they're they're knocking on the door, and uh, I, I like what Jedfish is doing, but I will have to go Colorado uh, fifth, and then and and Jedfish and the and the Wildcats sixth, just because it's going to take them a little bit of time. And they're on a 12-game losing streak. It's not like he was coming in and uh, on fire or anything. So I think just Carl Durrell had one year. Uh, this is Jed Fish's first first go at it. And he has an advantage that he did have an offseason where Carl Durrell didn't. But I think that's kind of the order of way things are going to come down. But Arizona State could win the whole thing, or they could lose their head coach and, and be completely out of it. So that's the that's the big wild card factor for me because I think they could be you know, a really talented team. Uh, there's just so much uh, uncertainty going on around that program right now. And in the north, I still like Oregon. Um, you know that I, I I feel like they've almost separated themselves a little bit. I, Washington should be there, but I, there's something with Jimmy Lake. There. I'm I'm just not sure yet. But I think I'll go Washington uh, two there. Uh, I like what Cal's doing. Um, so I think you know they got Chase Garber's back. So I'll go Cal. Uh, at number three, then it gets a little, you know, I'm not sure where they're going to go from there. I think, you know, Washington State uh, has some opportunities there. That Oregon State fifth and Stanford, I, it, it kills me to do this because every time I count David Shaw out, uh, they come back and they, they have a great year. And, they, you know, they went 4-2 last year, but I just feel like this, it's just not the, – the wheels are coming off that train and, or that bus or whatever, and uh, I think they're going to finish last in the, in the north. I'm probably an idiot for saying that, but I'm – that's where I think Stanford's going to end up. You want to explain to people in Utah about this USC-Stanford rivalry and what Stanford would think of a USC guy picking Stanford sixth? <laughs> oh, yeah, they would hate that. Well, you know, they, they have like 12 fans total. So it's not like they're – I wouldn't get a whole lot of emails or phone calls or anything. But now they're – it's funny. We do the conference, uh, the, the podcast of champions, and the Stanford fans are great, super smart. They're knowledgeable. There's just not that – that many of them, and they get on us. You know, uh, we we thought they would be bad last year. They didn't even practice. They couldn't practice at home. <laughs> they go, you know, and and they come out and they they win a bunch of games. It's just for me, just what David Shaw has done. They're just not recruiting at the same level. It seems like you know they're they're getting a lot of guys transferring out of the program. Something just doesn't seem right. I don't think they're ever going to get rid of David Shaw. He's going to have to leave and go to the NFL Network or something when he wants to. But yeah, for me, me picking them last, I'm going to get a lot of flack for that. <laughs> Okay, so I just asked you about the divisions, but I have a theory here. The 12-team playoff, I know it's not official, but it feels like it's coming. And if indeed it happens, then I think the divisions are done. And I think whether it's one 12-team table or if they expand, you know, it's just 13, 14, 15, 16, wherever this thing goes. It ought to go to an even number, obviously. Uh, It'll just be one list. Because in the divisions, you risk 
an eight and four, nine and three team winning the division, and then twenty fifth ranked and winning the conference in one game and upsetting some team that's ranked eighth or sixth or fourth or whatever and knocking them down to thirteenth and knocking them out of the playoff, and the twenty fifth team yeah. not rising up and getting there. So I think. Even though it looks like the Big 12 is on the verge of dissolving here, what will live on if it happens there is that the Big 12's championship game just matched the top two teams. I think that's where the Pac-12 has to go so that they don't have a team that, in terms of the playoff, is nothing, knocking out a team that is something. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. And, and the good thing is, you know, I don't know if Larry Scott would have wanted to do that, but, you know, because, oh, we want to be able to win your division and. Uh, hey, Colorado won the division, and it's great. But I think George Klyovkov knows you have to do whatever you need to do to maximize your playoff chances. And in a world where it's a 12-team playoff, divisions don't make sense. It was a few years ago at UCLA with six and six in the championship game. They upset the North winner, and man, you got you got a lot of problems there. So yes, I agree with you. I feel like this is a situation that you have to be nimble. You have to adjust. If someone's mad because you're Getting rid of the divisions, too bad. Like, this is what you have to do to try to get the most teams and protect your teams from uh, getting eliminated from the the college football playoff. So, exactly what you said, the way you describe it, you can't have that kind of situation. The days of putting your best teams at a competitive disadvantage are over. You can't do that. Um, You've seen the, it didn't work in the SEC. If anything was going to get in Alabama's way, the SEC would make sure, hey, we're not going to do this out of our way to make Alabama. Uh, go through a a tougher road, you know, and I don't feel you can do that. If if there's a chance that Oregon gets upset and don't make the playoff, you can't, you can't do that. So I think the divisions will go away as soon as we know about the the playoffs. So it, I mean, this could take a while. This could take a couple of years. We might see this in the next year or so uh, with the new playoff with a bigger SEC. It just depends. All these TV contracts, you know, they're, they're not over for a while, but it's probably in everyone's best interest to get these things uh, going faster. So I, this is an interesting time I call it football for sure. So we just have to kind of hold on and see what happens. we got two things happening right now, even as you speak, Ryan. One, I have a listener who is a Stanford fan reaching out to me with, I need this guy to go. Classic USC guy. <laughs> <laughs> so there's 12 Stanford fans in Northern California and one in Utah. And one in Utah right. is lighting you up. <laughs> It was so predictable. When I heard you, having lived in California, when you said that, I thought, yeah, that's just USC Stanford. That's, that's going to happen right there. All right, the second thing is more serious. Yak, what did you just see? Who did you see it from? Bring Ryan up to speed while he's yakking with us. Well, it's a joint statement coming in from both Texas and the University of Oklahoma, saying that the University of Oklahoma and the University of Texas at Austin have notified the Big 12 Athletic Conference today they will not be renewing their grants of media rights following the expiration in 2025. You know what Vince Scully used to say, Ryan? To the track, to the wall, gone. Yeah. Wow. So this is, uh, I mean, not this is unexpected, happening. obviously. We thought it would come today. But this is a, you know, that's four years, right? I mean, is that going to happen? Are you going to let Texas and Oklahoma wither on the vine? Well, they won't be withering on the vine. The conference will be. And, you know, I don't think this is going to happen. It's either going to be the Big 12 dissolves and they can walk away, or those two teams have to figure out a way to pay 75, I think it's like $75 million each, to get out um, of the conference. So now we're on the clock. We know that they're going to go. Now they can officially go, hello, SEC, we'd be interested in joining you. And uh, what happens? I mean, the SEC could probably pay, or everyone could kind of put it together. But this is, uh, 
the timing now becomes when are they going to leave, and then obviously what happens. There's just going to be, I mean, is it ashes left for the Big 12? There's just no way. So those schools are going to be scrambling to try to do something. Um, and uh, obviously we're going to hear something soon about the SEC in Texas and Oklahoma. Man, this is a, it's, a, it's an unexpected bomb drop, but, man, it's a bomb. It just feels like, uh, to go with all the, the analogies, the metaphors, and the similes here, uh, the divorce is going to happen. Everybody's calling their lawyers, and you can leave, but I'm getting the house. Who gets the money? Who gets the TV contract? <laughs> that's, that's where this is right now. If they're sending a letter, then it is on, and anything can be negotiated. And the price is money. And that's yeah. that's where it is. Forget all the collegiality, blah blah blah. Right now, this is this is all about the cash. Well, what are they paying to get out, and what do they have to leave behind? And the other eight have yeah. got to just. Here's the thing, you and you said this earlier. You can't add teams just to add teams. No league can do that. Now maybe West Virginia can be team 15. I think the ACC will always hold a spot for Notre Dame at 16. So yeah. West Virginia will make calls. West Virginia, Kansas, and Iowa State would all be crazy not to call the Big Ten. Yeah. Everybody, everybody else is calling the Pac-12. <laughs> so the Pac-12's got to decide what they want. And is it going to come down to, you're right, the TV contract could shrink you know, by 50%, give or take a little bit. BYU, Houston, Memphis, Cincinnati, we know the schools they flirted with before. Do they add those four now and try to go on because nobody wants them? And do those schools want to jump in that boat thing and, well, is that boat going to come apart? Yeah, there's so many options on the table. Unfortunately for the Pac-12, they're not great ones. Um, At least on paper, we're not seeing anything that's great. And maybe George Klayovkov comes up with some crazy idea that we never even thought of and uh, makes the conference a lot of money. But there's you're going to have to be nimble and you're going to have to be, I mean, this is huge news happening the day before PAC 12 media day. And, you know, the good thing is it's not the PAC 12 getting gutted. It's, it's the big 12, but you still are, you know, the, the 800 pound gorilla just, you know, put on some weight, ate a few more cheeseburgers and it's going to be even bigger now. So you got to compete against that. And uh, I think the PAC 12 has some options, uh, but we just don't see the great ones yet. So that's why, they, you know, George Klayovkov gets paid the big bucks. He's got to come up with something special here to uh, really help his conference. Ryan, I have these random thoughts, and 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 Yach knows this, and he's going to giggle because I'm going to throw out one that I've hit him with at ten uh, ten after the show when we've been doing this. He's covering his face. Yach, what am I going to say right now? We haven't talked about this. I've got about three that I can think of right off the top of my head. But I'm only going to embarrass myself with one of them on the air. Which one is it going to be? <laughs> <laughs> come on, Yach. You don't want to guess? No, Name a school. Fun. I'm not even going to guess. Oh, yuck. All right. So if you bring in four teams from the Midwest, and I get travel would be an issue and all that, nobody wants to play the night games. The Pac-12 will have value to CBS, Fox, ABC, and ESPN in that fourth window at yeah. Hawaii football only. They've already got the rest of their sports parked in the Big West. I don't know where Oklahoma State and Texas Tech had parked their sports. They probably find something. Hawaii's already done. They'll play the late games. You can build them up over time. And there's a lot of athletes in Hawaii. <laughs> there's a lot of athletes. It might give you an advantage in recruiting. Or maybe not, because kids in L.A. are going to Clemson and Alabama. How far out? How far out is that? 
I mean, is that just uh, like way wild. out there by Pluto and can't even be considered? <laughs> yeah, Pluto's not even a planet anymore, right? Or is it? It's not, it's and that's packed. the thing. Uh, Hawaii might not be a Pac-12 school. I didn't pick <laughs> Neptune on purpose. Yeah, I, I think that would be really tough as far as like just all everything as far as travel and stuff goes. If you're going to be a team that's further west of the Pac-12, um, they, they can't really. They still have to, you know, be a lot of travel for all the other sports. I nope, think you nope, get, not the other sports. The other sports are already in the Big West. You're taking them football only. I'm not that crazy. Just a football only. Okay, so similar to what you, you know, maybe do with like Texas Tech. Yeah, the Pac-12's State. never uh, the Pac-12's never been open to that. I just don't know if they're desperate enough now that they would be open to it. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think that you have to look at that possibility. You have to look at all of them. Um, I don't know. It, it, academically, I don't think all that stuff really adds up. Right. Uh, and it's you know they're playing in a, a stadium that's going to be. I mean, yeah, they're going to. They're supposed to be building a new one, and they certainly would with Pac-12 money. Right. That would. I would think that would help them uh, get there. And you know, I think Pac-12 recruits Hawaii pretty well already. But yeah, that that might be a little bit of a stretch. But you know, who knows? It'd be. Uh, you got to keep all options on the table. If it works, if you can run the numbers and it works, it's going to work well and help the conference. Then yeah, you can do it. But I, don't know, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't bet on that one happening. Ryan, we appreciate the time. Thanks for coming on, and uh, we'll talk to you again as the season gets closer. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. Ryan Abraham, USCFootball.com, host of the podcast of Champions and a guy who gets on the nerves of Stanford fans everywhere. PK is going to join us next, and we'll talk more about Oklahoma and Texas. They're sending the letter. Barry Trammell said he was 80% sure it's going to happen, so that number's climbing. You send the letter, you're moving into 100% territory. PK's next. Stay with us.